Hello and welcome to my talk on how to identify your competitors' sponsored and paid links. I'm Chris Byrne. Okay, so a bit of background information first. So as you are probably well aware, sites that rank well on Google often buy or sponsor links to their sites as the number and quality of links to a site is widely considered to be one of Google's three major ranking factors. Many studies would suggest that it is a major factor and this is the report from um, Search Engine Land. It was Andre Lipatsev who made that comment. Okay, so back in 2012, Google introduced the Penguin update, which was mainly aimed at targeting uh, web spam, including paid and sponsored links. And since then, Google has been taking various types of actions on websites which it deems to be um, engaging in unnatural linking activity, including formal unnatural link penalties on a site, the removal of which requires a disavowal of the links in question and a um, reconsideration request. So here's an example of a site which had the formal unnatural link penalty in 2012. And it's really to illustrate that it took them a very long time to recover, even though the, the penalty was lifted within a few months. There was some link building done as well. So yeah. Okay, so Google starts that states that buying or selling links that pass page rank can dilute the quality of search results. Participating in link schemes violates the Google Webmaster guidelines and can negatively impact a site's ranking in search results. So what's a link scheme? It's arguable that link schemes are most definitely what would be considered black hat SEO. So Google defines a link scheme in part as any links intended to manipulate Google page rank or sites rankings. And that includes any behavior which manipulates links to your site or outgoing links from your site. So as you may be well aware, it's relatively easy to acquire backlinks for, for cash. And these link schemes have crossed the line into also criminal activity as well. This is a report from 2019, but this practice has been going on for a period of time before that, that hackers are breaking into websites and adding links for SEO purposes. That's a report from Buzzfeed. Okay, so based on my experience since 2012, Google isn't very good at detecting all these paid and sponsored links, often only detecting the egregious link networks with widespread money keyword 
anchor text abuse possibly with multiple websites on the same IP address. The idea the the, the stuff that's easy algorithmically to detect. Okay, so why identify your competitors sponsored or paid links? There's a few reasons why you might want to do it. It's a normal part of competitor analysis and you might want to use that information to copy their link building strategy, which will potentially have its risks. Another reason why you might want to do it is to do some unpaid work for Google by reporting these links and to, to undermine your, your competitors. Okay, just time for a quick sanity check. If you're buying or selling links for your client or your own site, it's worthwhile being aware that reporting your com competitors paid and sponsored links may cause your client's backlink profile to be scrutinized by Google as well. So you need to have your own house in order before doing this type of activity, I would argue. So I suppose it's worthwhile me explaining how I see this type of activity fitting into a holistic SEO strategy. Google SEO is in my experience sometimes working to create multiple incremental and marginal improvements and the basis of this is understanding the Google Webmaster guidelines. If you're dealing with a search market dominated by Google, the Google Webmaster guidelines are arguably the law of the land because <clears throat> in theory if you break Google Webmaster guidelines Google can de-index you, in theory, kick you off the land. So it's worthwhile being aware of these rules and guidelines in detail. This same knowledge can help you scrutinize and potentially undermine the competition. From my point of view, to say I've done everything I can do to boost my clients organic visibility on Google, I think I need to do everything I can to undermine the competition within the law as well. So that's just how I view it. So it's worthwhile highlighting that you can buy or sponsor links in a Google compliant way. And Google advises that you can prevent PageRank from passing in several ways such as indicating the link is sponsored, adding a qualifying attribute to the A tag, redirecting the links to an intermediate page that's blocked from search engines with a robots.txt file. As you, sh as you should be aware, um, sponsorships are a perfectly legitimate part of traditional marketing, so you can, you can still do that today, but you just Google requests that you uh, are compliant with their guidelines on paid and sponsored links. So here's an example of a sponsored link on the raconteur.net website. Raconteur is also a paper supplement that sometimes comes with the, the Times newspaper in England. And when I took this screenshot, I, I used a browser plugin which highlights no follow links. So 
as you can see in the URL there, it's marked that this is sponsored content and it's also marked on the page as well further up and the link to the uh, sponsor there is no follow. So that's all tickety-boo and compliant with Google guidelines as far as I can see. Okay, so how to identify some of your competitors paid or sponsored links. I say some because this the data you'll be using will be from a backlink checker and thus it only inc includes the links indexed by the backlink checker and some people are as we talked about earlier using all sorts of tactics legal and illegal to buy and sponsor backlinks and some of them are blocking some or all of the backlink checkers from indexing those links so that the links will only be visible to Googlebot when it crawls the web. So just to be aware of that. So often where people are buying links from what I can see, they're just blogs basically, and they're like a paid post on a blog. And these posts sometimes have some or all of the following characteristics. Sometimes they just look out of place, like post on digital marketing tips on a weddings blog. Doesn't make sense, doesn't fit in stands out like a sore thumb. Sometimes the blog posts don't have an author name or a byline or anything like that. And, you know, in the interest of disclosure, the article may be labeled as a guest post, a paid promotion or similar. Here's an example of um, the, what I was just talking about there. This is the bottom of a blog post, which identified as a paid link, sponsored link. And they've actually tagged it in the bottom as a sponsored guest post. And just the idea that um, a uh, blog is actively doing paid and sponsored link type, type activity, they sometimes advertise it by, you know, having the call to action in their menu. So it's, it's pretty clear that they do that type of thing. So that's just another clue. Often the links that they're obtaining have money keywords in the anchor text. So rather than just the bare URL, www.seolondonsurrey.co.uk, it might have best SEO consultants London or something like that. And another thing which looks a bit weird is they'll selectively no follow certain external links on the page for no apparent reason and leave one or two um, as do follow. And that again, stands out like a sore thumb. Here's an example of what I would consider to be um, a links which are against Google guidelines, even though they're possibly not there for SEO purposes alone. Or So on the English language homepage of the Chelsea Football Club website, you've got a list of sponsors, logos, all linking to the sponsors website. So that's, that is what it is there. So the, the steps to follow are get your backlink checker and review and export a list of your co competitors' backlinks. Then you can sort the list by no follow tag and or anchor text if the export allows, or you can check the, uh, the no follow manually with a plugin in your browser like the following in my slide. It's worthwhile also checking the pages are still live with a tool like httpstatus.io. 
And then the final check, it can be quite laborious depending on how many links you're checking. But once you've got the list of, shall we say, suspect pages, review the pages in question with a tool like linkrr.com, which allows you to open backlinks in bulk. And then revise your list as appropriate. Okay, and there here is a plant which you may wish to try and identify. Google asks if you believe a site is engaged in buying or selling links that pass PageRank to tell them about it. So here's the too long didn't read or listen. As well as the Google, Bing and Yahoo guidelines, there are other rules and laws and guidelines to be aware of which your competitors may not be compliant with. So there's the um, ICANN guidelines. ICANN is the body in charge of the namespaces and numerical spaces of the internet. There's the UK Advertising Standards Authority. There's the UK Competition Markets Authority. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, also, LinkedIn has its own guidelines, etc., so, etc. Et okay, so. To summarize, the basis of Google SEO is understanding the Google Webmaster Guidelines. The same knowledge will help you scrutinize and potentially undermine the competition. Google encourages us to report violations of its guidelines. So thanks for listening. For these slides and for further guidance regarding Bing and Yahoo, go to my blog, which is www.seolondonsurrey.co.uk forward slash blog. You can sign up to my newsletter there as well. And if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, it's at SEO tips, the letter N tricks. Thank you.